from waves to trails. Cav Dadfar travels to the Gulf of St. Lawrence in Atlantic Canada to learn about the uncertain future of the pilot whale and visit the sensational Cape Breton Highlands National Park. This is one of the journey narratives brought to you in paid partnership with Tourism Nova Scotia. A warm smile illuminated Ray Fraser's face when I stumbled awkwardly into the modest wooden reception structure perched atop the hill. Are you joining the whale watching tour? He inquired in a soft tone, his speech carrying subtle traces of a Scottish accent. I had ventured to Bay St. Lawrence, nestled in the northernmost reaches of Cape Breton Island in Nova Scotia, eager to hop on a whale watching tour in the open waters, hoping to catch a glimpse of the mink and pilot whales that inhabit these maritime realms. Located in eastern Nova Scotia, Cape Breton Island boasts a rich tapestry of marine life in its waters. The convergence of the Gulf of St. Lawrence and the Atlantic Ocean creates an appealing habitat for a thriving array of marine species. Whales, including humpback and mink, as well as dolphins, frequently navigate these nutrient-rich waters, drawn by the schools of fish, from cod to mackerel, which weave through the currents, sustaining the intricate balance of the underwater ecosystem. Established in 1998, Ocean Whale Watch has been taking guests out on a Northumberland straight boat called Ocean for over two decades. The company was started by Captain Cyril Fraser, who initially began his seafaring journey as a fisherman in his Oceanside village. The decline of the cod stock in these waters led to the launch of Ocean Whale Watch. Today, the company is a familial enterprise. Sons Ray and Matthew play integral roles as tour captains, and Cheryl, the youngest, passionately embraces her role as a tour guide. Within minutes of leaving the dock, Cheryl pointed to the distance. There, some pilot whales, she gestured. As the guests on the boat swiveled and squinted into the endless horizon, sure enough, in the distance were two small triangular fins piercing the surface of the water. Cyril had already changed the course of the boat and was heading towards the pod. Don't worry, we'll get much closer to them for photos, Cheryl reassured us, her words intermingling with the incessant shutters of camera apertures opening and closing. As we drew closer to the pod, several more pilot whales emerged on the starboard side from another pod, and even more appeared behind us. It felt as if we were encircled by these marine behemoths, their jet-black skins shimmering as they gracefully surfaced for air before diving, in a seemingly endless game of hide-and-seek with us. The sheer numbers surrounding the boat left me astounded. Curious, I asked Cheryl if this was a common occurrence. Yes and no, she replied, her voice carrying a tinge of sadness. This year their numbers were high, but unfortunately in other years they haven't been. And with the warming sea temperatures, we are seeing them coming into the bay later and later each year. She notes that a worst-case scenario would see the whales stop coming into the bay altogether. This would impact the marine ecosystem at the coastline. You know, every element relies on each other, she muses. But even with the dangers that these delicate ecosystems face, I couldn't help but feel that there is a sense of hope. The dedication of families like the Frasers to showcasing these majestic creatures and continuing to educate guests aboard the ocean will hopefully inspire others to cherish and protect the oceans and the incredible life they hold. For two and a half glorious hours, I was consistently reminded of the sheer magnificence of these mammals before we made our way back to shore. 
Beyond the whale-watching experience, Cape Breton is a haven for outdoor enthusiasts. Other activities include kayaking, canoeing, cycling, and even world-class golf courses, not to mention the hiking opportunities. There are 26 hiking trails ranging from easy to advanced just in Cape Breton Highlands National Park alone. But amidst this array of adventures, the one thing that everyone will experience in this part of Cape Breton is the world-famous Cabot Trail, which stands out as a centerpiece for exploration along the rugged coastline of the island. Winding along the dizzying coastline, this 185-mile highway is a scenic masterpiece that offers an incredible drive through breathtaking landscapes. Named after the renowned explorer John Cabot, the highway weaves around the island and through Cape Breton Highlands National Park, traversing highland plateaus and offering glimpses of picturesque coastal cliffs. Numerous viewpoints along the route treat drivers to panoramic views of the Gulf of St. Lawrence and the Atlantic Ocean, punctuated by small fishing villages. Having driven south from Bay St. Lawrence to rejoin the Cabot Trail, I was heading south towards the west coast to conquer the four-mile Skyland hiking trail, prompting a spontaneous decision to make a brief detour to Pleasant Bay and the Whale Interpretive Centre. The small centre serves as an educational hub and a celebration of marine life. I found myself immersed in the interactive exhibits that illuminate the behaviour, ecology and conservation efforts surrounding whales, providing a deeper understanding of the intricate marine ecosystem. As I bade farewell to Pleasant Bay and approached the signpost for Cape Breton Highlands National Park, the initial hairpin bend marked the start of my ascent. Flanked by dense pinewood forest on one side and the vast expanse of the Atlantic Ocean on the other, it was as if the viewometer was slowly being dialed up. I continued to climb until the Mackenzie Mountain viewpoint literally halted me in my tracks. From this vantage point, I could see the waves crashing onto the beach at Pleasant Bay and the faint outline of Phantom Point, the northern tip of Cape Breton Island emerging in the misty distance. I wanted to stand there longer, mesmerized by the panoramic spectacle that seemed to stretch into eternity. But with the afternoon slowly slipping away, I reluctantly returned to my journey along the Cabot Trail toward the Skyland Trailhead. On that cool autumn afternoon, with the sun in a cloudless sky, I made my way along the path of the Skyland Trail, each step bringing me closer to the iconic headland. I passed through lush forests and meadows which infused the air with the earthy scent of pine. In the distance, I could hear the murmur of the Gulf of St. Lawrence. As I reached the end of the trail, the panorama suddenly opened up with an expanse of rolling hills meeting the vastness of the Atlantic Ocean. I continued down the boardwalk with my aim set toward the headland. The cool breeze carried a sense of solitude, punctuated only by the distant call of seabirds. Standing on that precipice, with the world spread out below, I felt an indescribable connection to the untamed beauty of Cape Breton, a moment etched in memory as the Skyland Trail unveiled the grandeur of nature's beauty. From the headland, I could see the sinuous contour of the Cabot Trail, illuminated by the late afternoon sun as it traced the mountainside. It served as a gentle reminder that my adventure was far from over. Soon I would be back on the tarmac 
continuing along this world-famous road with the promise of more breathtaking views waiting for me. Find out more at novascotia.com.